Hello Facebook Ads people, I'm Kostadinos and this is the Facebook Ads Breaking News Podcast. Hello guys, this is the first podcast. My name is Kostadinos. For those of you that you don't know me, uh, it's all about Facebook Ads and what is happening uh, during the previous week, the news that we're going to have. I'm going to talk like a lunatic uh, in front of the camera alone. I'm not going to have uh, any people coming to the podcast, so I'm going to go solo. Um... None of you asked actually for a podcast from me, uh, except from my dearest friend uh, Bim. Uh, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to do it anyway, even if you like it or not. So the whole concept about the podcast is that we're going to talk about things that are happening during the week. I'm not having the time to actually post content all the time on uh, social media or to be able to do 50 videos per month, whatever, in order to cover everything. So some things that they don't need a very big video to be explained in the YouTube platform, I'm going to uh, post it here. I hope that you're going to like it. I hope that you're going to support it. I hope that some people are going to learn me through the podcast and they're going to watch all of my other uh, content. So... Let's go straight away to the subjects of this week. It's not this week, basically, because it's the first podcast, but give me a break. So I was watching the other day the interview with uh, Joe Rogan and uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, I actually have some remarks. I hope that this podcast is not going to become super viral so that Mark Zuckerberg is going to ban my account and myself. But I have some things to say that uh, they really annoy me. So first of all, we are having Mark Zuckerberg that in his real life, actually, he's looking like an avatar. He's trying, he's trying to become like an avatar himself uh, in real life, uh, which I don't get it. Second thing which I don't get is how many people are actually working in terms of training him in, in the things that he has to say. Because from what I have seen is that and, you know, the people like me that we work with the Facebook platform, we have um, some difficulties with the Facebook platform. Is, um, is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit heated relationship. Uh, we don't like some things that they do. Some other things are good and stuff. But still, they have a very good platform, but we really like the algorithm and everything. So in that situation, most of the times we don't like Mark from the things that he's doing because we believe that he's ruining uh, all the good things that the algorithm is doing. Uh, but I kind of liked the guy in the interview. And this is, this is super annoying for someone like me that most of the times uh, when Mark is out there saying things, we just hate whatever he's saying. So he was talking a little bit about uh, the, the material that uh, is being posted on the platform and uh, how they're moving things. And basically he said that everything is being done by third-party uh, apps, uh, not apps, sorry, by third-party companies that they are taking the responsibility of removing uh, stuff. Uh, so basically, she has no uh, intention of removing anything or she has no um, responsibility uh, for anything that is happening. The other thing that I noticed from his interview is that uh, he was talking so much about Meta and Metaverse, which, which is one thing that actually annoys me because... Right now, we are having the Facebook platform. The Facebook platform is producing money and I'm seeing little things to nothing in order to improve it. What happened? We had the iOS changes and all the iOS changes brought so many problems to the platform. So after that point, we're having Mark that he's actually obsessed in a crazy way. He's obsessed with Metaverse and he's doing nothing else in order to improve our Facebook ads experience. What are we seeing? We are seeing people that are untrained in the platform. We have these Facebook representatives that they are saying all of this crazy uh, stuff. Most of them, I like to do the comparison with uh, North Korea. Talking to a Facebook rep, it's like uh, talking to a guy from North Korea that uh, his brain was about Kim Jong-un. So it's so difficult to discuss about these kind of things uh, with uh, them because they are super brainwashed and they are proposing whatever Facebook is teaching them. And it makes total sense, okay? If you just come to a job and some and your boss is telling you, 
that, look, in order for uh, us to work, you need to say this and that and that in order to have sales. They're doing the same thing. They're trying to protect their jobs. Not to mention that I have never seen, except from one case, Gabriella, I have never seen any other uh, Facebook rep staying for uh, more than six months in the position. So everybody who's joining Meta right now as an employee, they actually consider this job as uh, the, the McDonald's uh, sales guy uh, and uh, some job that they're going to just do and they're going to leave sooner or later. Uh, so in terms of personal we have no good personal. In terms of um, actual um, information, based on what Mark is saying on the Joe Rogan, I'm not amazed uh, from the fact that actually the meta is saying lies about a lot of things that are happening within the platform, like for example, the automatic placements, like for other things that they are not working as they're supposed to work, but they are just pushing the content because this is what is going to help them make more money within the platform. So. In my opinion, we're having all of these things and Facebook not being transparent about how the algorithm is working. So you have people like me uh, or other people that uh, they're trying to explain what's happening with the algorithm, which is causing uh, a lot of issues because some people are actually right or some people are wrong. And we are not having a very good um, line of communication with Facebook and alignment in terms of what the algorithm is doing and what the algorithm is not doing. Um, so because you cannot study Facebook ads, actually everybody has an opinion and this is causing a lot of issues, which is coming from Facebook because if Facebook actually had some guidelines on how things should work, then we wouldn't have all of these different opinions and they were actually telling the truth, then we wouldn't have all of these opinions. So my point is about the customer support that they are not having good customer support, but not even that they actually removed a lot of the customer support. The other day I wanted to talk with someone and now I have realized that you cannot even reach to them and talk to them. And I know that before you were having this um, discussion with them that you had to explain to them all over again what is the situation with your problem and stuff and they were going to just give you an automated, an automated response or something which was a script and you had to talk with them and stuff and there was always we know um, uh, how important this is for you and we try to resolve it but at the end of the day they weren't doing nothing but at least we were having a communication we were able to communicate now they have even taken that and even during the COVID it was this stupid excuse that everybody was saying that you cannot actually communicate with people because we are having COVID and we cannot have the call centers well if the COVID is a uh, problem over here, you can put even more people working remotely from home. So for me, COVID was a very good and great excuse for people to actually remove people from their job posts so that they can have this very good excuse. But at the end of the day, the customer support became worse. And my idea is this. Okay, Mark, you have a vision. You want to do the metaverse. No matter what, maybe I'm just behaving like a boomer and I'm not understanding uh, why you're trying to do it uh, when something else is working and you're not pushing money there. The same thing that someone can say about Elon Musk and Mars, they can say we can fix the humanity first and then try to go to another planet. But the idea that we should go to other planets also makes sense in case of something happens like Putin uh, throws a nuclear um, bomb to the uh, United States and we start a war. So in my opinion, you are trying to do the metaverse. Take some of the money that you're actually spe spending on the metaverse and try to throw it into the customer support. I, don't, I cannot believe that in your whole career with Facebook and being the CEO and owner and everything, nobody told you about the difficulties that we have with customer support, with how bad is the customer support. If you go to any forum, you will be able to see that everybody has problems with customer support. Try to fix it eventually. There is no point for us to try to work. Okay, I understand you don't want to be super transparent with how the algorithm is working. For me, it's not an issue because I'm going to understand it anyway with the data and I have big accounts and stuff. And let's say that other people are going to follow me and they're going to understand it. But customer support is something that has to be fixed. And eventually you need to take some people that are going to understand also uh, how the Facebook ads are working. You cannot just take people and teach them theory and then tell them to teach the uh, account owners with this theory without never 
implementing Facebook ads or doing the ads themselves. So these are some things that I'm seeing with his logic over here. I think that he's dumping so much money inside the metaverse thing. And I think that it's all going to be um, a situation that Mark doesn't even see the stock, how it's going down and everything. And uh, he's dumping all this money on metaverse just because he's chasing a dream. Now, maybe I'm being paranoid and I'm afraid of a new technology and he is a visionary that we cannot see, but maybe he is crazy. Who knows? The problem here is that even when the radios came out, there were people that were actually saying that you should not be in the same room with a radio because you might get cancer because of the radio waves. So whenever something new is coming, of course, there's always going to be people that are going to be opposed to it. Okay, makes total sense. Maybe I am the kind of guy that it doesn't understand the new generation and how the new generation is going to behave to it. Okay, I can accept also that. But at the end of the day, what I cannot accept is trying to fix something new by ruining whatever is working right now. This is what I don't understand. Try to fix it, okay? Spend the money that you want, do the investment, you're the visionary, you want to do it, fine. Just don't cut yourself from the reality saying that this is something that is going to work and I'm going to abandon everything else that is working right now. These are my remarks about the interview that he had with Joe Rogan and the way that he's talking about Metaverse. Uh, he looks to me like he has a vision, okay? But he looks to me like he has also a lot of people around him that they just lick his b all day long without telling him the truth. Again, I cannot believe that nobody ever told him about how bad is the customer support. The customer support of Facebook right now is like the customer support from a very bad company in Zimbabwe. This is what we have right now on Facebook. And if he doesn't want to admit it, this is a problem. It's like the AA program. In order for you to be able to solve a problem, you need to admit that you have a problem. That's all I had. And I think that he's paying too much money to people that they try to fix his image. And uh, a lot of times these people tell him to talk and say things and he looks like a robot or an avatar. Okay, so let's go to other subjects. What else do we have? Um, we have Black Friday coming um, and uh, I'm super excited about it. Uh, I, had some, I have some videos on YouTube that uh, I'm actually explaining uh, a little bit on um, how Black Friday is working. Uh, first of all, there was one video that I created and uh, it was all about uh, explaining the offers. I have seen one job post. Uh, it was a guy that uh, posted and uh, this guy was actually talking about, um, uh, he was talking about uh, having an offer of uh, when you buy four, we're going to give you a fifth uh, item for free. So in my channel and in general with my clients, I always tend to say that you need to have offers that make sense for your numbers. And uh, even when you don't have offers, you need to have uh, and sell items that they make sense so that you can make money. You need to understand your numbers, your break-even return on husband, your profits and stuff. If something is not working, try to increase the average order value. Of course, having an offer that it's having four, uh, uh, selling four, getting the fifth for free, it's something that is helping companies to increase their average order value. Now, does it look appealing? This is my issue here. When you're having an offer, it doesn't have to be just an offer that makes sense for you. It also has to be an offer that people are going to see and they're going to say, okay, this is a very good offer, I'm going to buy. Uh, one very big example is um, Secret Lab, for example, okay? So Secret Lab, when Black Friday is coming, they're having 10% uh, discount uh, on uh, Black Friday. Um, the problem is that if they say 10% discount, it's going to look, um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't look right, okay? Even if you buy something for 500 uh, euros, you're going to have 50 euros, which is going to be for 10%, but everybody's watching the 10%. They're not actually working the 50 euros that they're actually winning. So what they have done, they say, save 50 euros in every order. It looks much better, right? 
People can understand it. It's easier. Because some people are going to just do the math and they are going to understand how much they're winning, but some people are not going to do it. So eventually you need to have the offers that people are also going to like. So since the Black Friday is coming, try to see whatever makes sense for your numbers and try to adjust it. If you don't have uh, the means of uh, not giving more than 10%, do a coupon and say how much somebody is going to win, $20, $30 and stuff, if it makes sense also with your items and you are selling one or two items that they have standard prices. If not, try to make bundles and say that this is a Black Friday bundle that we sell with 20% off so that you can have higher, uh, higher average order value, but you are also going to group items and you are able to give 20%. Do things like that in order for Black Friday to be one good period for you. We have explained already that Black Fridays are uh, what we consider uh, in uh, this channel and in this podcast attack periods. Whenever you are trying to scale an account and you are seeing and you are having these issues, we are always... Um, seeing that in Black Friday periods, Facebook is giving us more space. We can scale more by keeping the same ROAS or by even increasing ROAS. That means that immediately you're having much better results. And that means that when you are having this kind of good results, um, you are actually able to maintain the same budget later because Facebook gave you that space. So in order for you uh, to do so, you need to have a good offer. Now, now that we discuss this, <coughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit sick today. Um, so now that we discussed this, let's talk a little bit about um, how uh, we are going to do our ads during the Black Friday. Most of the times, the common mistake that I see from people do is that they are actually doing their ads before the Black Friday. And uh, what is happening on the Black Friday, we are having so much demand that even the advertisement that we are doing, um, it's not... Um, the, the CPMs are not rising actually so much because the people are actually saving money for Black Friday and the demand is not enough uh, to cover uh, all... Um, the supply actually is not enough uh, to cover all the demand. So after that point, uh, we know that we are having uh, a crazy period, which is on, on Friday. This doesn't mean that there are not any chances of selling or uh, good opportunities before the Black Friday. So you're seeing all of these companies doing the pre-Black Friday or Black Friday week and stuff. They are not doing it because they are reckless or because they just want to win more money. They're doing it because of data. The whole point is this. You should start some ads from the 15th maybe even without an offer, just start them. Even if you're losing some money on the process, start them because you will be compensated later. Start some ads at the start of the Black Friday week with all of your offers and everything that you want to do, the new banners, the new creatives, everything. And um, after that, what you're going to have is you're going to have ads that are going to enter the Black Friday day and the Cyber Monday with data. This is the biggest advantage that you can have against other people. The CPMs are, are rising, as far as I can see, in the last days in, uh, in most accounts that I'm working with. And this is happening due to the fact that people are starting preparing for Black Friday and, and doing ads. Guess what? The ads that they pre-exist, the ads that I'm launching now, they're having the previous CPMs maybe a little bit slighter, higher. Okay, slight higher. Slighter, higher, whatever. So... The new ads that we are launching, and they are actually competing at the same time with the new ads that other people are launching, which the volume is much higher. I can tell you that they have much higher CPMs from the ones that campaigns that are actually established right now. So the way of thinking and the logic is that if you go earlier and do your ads, you're going to have better CPMs during the day of the Black Friday, which means that you're going to win more in terms of advertisement. So the whole concept is this. Not to mention that a lot of times people are doing ads during the Black Friday and after the Cyber Monday, they are closing the ads. So they have to do new ads after that. Guess what? The ads that we started earlier on the 15th without any offer, they are going to stay up to the Christmas period. And this is the whole concept of actually having ads that are going to be fueled with so much data that they are going to be able to continue up to the uh, period uh, until the 25th. Uh, 25th of uh, Christmas. And this is very important actually because guess what is going to happen when people are going to launch new ads after Black Friday? 
everybody's going to launch ads, CPMs are going to go higher, but this time they're not going to go higher in a period that the demand is going to be high. The demand has already been depleted already in the Black Friday and it's going to start rising in the next days as we move closer to the Christmas period and people are buying gifts. So all of this concept is all about understanding how the market works and how you can adapt it. You can do whatever we discussed about Black Friday or you can go enough like everybody else and just do your ads one day before the Black Friday ads. You choose. I try to explain here everything in a technical level. Now, in other news, um, I'm seeing a little bit of, um, of interests uh, coming back and working again properly. What happened? Uh, how much time do we have already? 20 minutes. Okay, so we can talk a little bit more. So what we have so far is uh, that after iOS, we have seen that Facebook was really struggling with interests. Don't forget that we had uh, some removal of interests at uh, in this spring, I believe. And uh, all of this was... It was actually a little bit intriguing because I realized that a lot of times, I'm not going to say that Facebook is lying about the potential reach of the interests, but I'm going to say that maybe they are overestimating what is the potential reach. And after the iOS, when things became harder and we had audiences that um, we, we actually lost because of the iOS changes and the opt-out of the users, then the interest became even smaller. And we know that after iOS, Facebook is actually wants bigger audiences in order for the targeting to be efficient. So we had the removal of all of these interests that maybe Facebook was considering very small. And the actual catching phrase was that we do it for uh, so that we can protect the the gay people so that we can protect the Christians uh, for not being bombarded with that. So they removed all the Christian because the Jesus interest, for example, remained big, but they actually removed it so that they can cover all of these interests that they have been removed just because they didn't have enough potential reach anymore because of, of all of these people opting out in order to cover it. But the news is that I'm hearing from other people that most probably 28 days attribution is coming back to the platform, which is huge news, especially for bigger high ticket items. And um, we are not going to have just the seven days. And uh, I'm hearing also that some of the breakdown of results is coming back. And what is the breakdown of results? Back in the days, you, would, uh, you were able to break down by country, uh, placement, uh, age, and gender, and you could see which group of those, for example, how many sales you had on women, how many sales you had on men. After some point, this has been removed and you are not able to see the exact number of the sales for men or women, but you would be, uh, you would be able to see how much money you are spending in each one of these placements. So by following the money, you could understand what is working better. So these things are coming on the breakdown of results. Um, which, uh, which is going to prove again um, my point about automatic placements in most of the cases that they are not getting any sales in any other placement except from the four, which are the four, Facebook feed, Instagram feed, Instagram stories, and Facebook stories sometimes. So, and then you have the attribution model. And now I'm seeing also the platform, the interests working a little bit better, which seems like Facebook is improving a little bit step by step uh, the results and um, uh, we're seeing again traditional ways like the interests work better. For example, in this period, I'm seeing that my methods about using interests are working much better in terms of return on uh, ad spend uh, comparing to the stacked lookalikes or the lookalikes. Um, and um, this is actually good. Now, the only thing that is left, guys, is for... Facebook to bring back all the interests because the interests were very good, especially with new ad accounts. When you are starting, you need to use the interests because you don't have lookalikes, you cannot do broad and your pixel is fairly new. So if the interests are going to start working again, this is going to be very good news. And most probably this is going to help a lot of new uh, advertisers to have much better results on the platform. So if you're not using interests because you are disappointed, 
breaking news for you is that in some of the accounts that I'm managing, I'm seeing that they're working very well and you should test them. I'm a little bit disappointed this period, for example, with the lookalikes and the stacked lookalikes in general. I'm not disappointed yet with the Advantage Plus, which is working very well. I can see the CPMs are good and I can see that an account is working very well. And um, um, we, we can discuss about Advantage Plus in, an, in another podcast, I'm guessing, in the future. Um, one last thing that uh, I want to point out since we discussed about all the things and then I'm having some print screens that I want to show you is... Um, I came across, I was talking with um, with our, one of my clients for a consulting call. His name is Andriano. Hi, Andriano, if you're watching this or listening this. Um, and uh, he told me that uh, I'm advertising in Switzerland. I have seen that when I'm using the optimization for AutoCard, I'm having better results. Then one of my friends here in Greece that uh, advertised for a local client, uh, he told me that Look, I'm going into his account and I'm seeing that Add to Cart is working, is working better. Then I have seen another guy coming from Belgium uh, telling me that for me, the only thing that is working is Add to Cart optimization. So it got me to thinking, okay, why don't we like the optimization to Add to Cart? The reason that we don't like it is because when we're having optimization to add to cart, most of the times Facebook is extremely capable of giving us people that they're actually that they're actually doing only the action of add to cart. So when we are having the action of add to cart, we're not going to have sales. And when we are having an e-commerce business, the, old, the only thing that we care about is actually sales. What's the idea though behind not the idea, but what happened with these people? Because people are not crazy and the Facebook platform is all about observing things. So what I'm, what I'm called to do here is to try to understand why this is happening with these people. So I came to one conclusion. Facebook is extremely capable of finding the add to cart uh, people that are doing just the action in the United States where the volume is higher. In smaller countries like Greece, Switzerland, Belgium, that the volume of people that added to cart and not completing the purchase, because don't forget that people who also complete the purchase, they added to cart. The whole idea about optimizing for add to cart, it's that, hey, you're optimizing for purchases, you're having 3% conversion rate into your site. If you optimize for initiate checkout and you have more people initiating checkout, if the percentage raise rate of uh, the percentage conversion rate stays the same into your site, you're going to have more sales. That's the whole idea about it. So this is how it started back in the days, but later on the algorithm was becoming better and better and gave only the people who uh, adding to cart or initiating checkout. So the conversion rate of the stores was actually dropping instead of increasing. But what if in these countries, when somebody is buying, also adding to cart, so these people are actually also inside the audience of add to cart, and Facebook doesn't have enough people that they are only doing this action, adding to cart, so that it can give you only them. And when you are optimizing for add to cart, you are actually having inside people that they are actually legit buyers, that they are going to buy um, your items because they have bought in the past, but they happen also to be in the list of add to cart. This is my explanation about smaller countries optimizing for AutoCAD. Am I going to use it with future clients? Hell yes, I'm going to use it. I don't have an ego uh, when it comes to things that are working and uh, I'm going to test it anyway. So if you are listening to this and you are in a smaller country, maybe you should also try to do AutoCAD optimization in your conversion uh, event instead of uh, purchase. And I cannot believe myself for saying that, but <coughs> there are three cases with people that I have actually seen that uh, it's uh, actually working. So why not? And my explanation at technical level, because you know that I like to explain everything in a technical level, is that yes, it makes sense if we think that Facebook doesn't have enough people that they're just going to add to cart and do nothing else in these smaller countries. So it's a data. Now, let's discuss a little bit about some print screens that I have here. There is a, one message that appears lately. I'm going to put it next to. 
next to me here, it says, try the new sales preset. The sales preset will update the columns in uh, the table to help you focus on your goals. With the preset, you will also see these six key metrics related to your campaigns. So basically, they are actually telling you that they have created a new uh, preset column, so the column settings, in order for you to be able to monitor if you are successful or not. And the six key metrics that they are having are actually these. CPM, cost per 1,000 depression, frequency, how frequently people are viewing uh, your uh, your ads, CTR, the click-through rate, the percentage of the people that are actually clicking your ads, link clicks, uh, cost per click, how many clicks you had in the cost per click, not even unique click. Um, what's the difference between unique click and actually cost per click, uh, actually click, is that me, Costadinos uh, can click an ad five times, I'm five clicks, but I'm one unique link click. I'm a unique user. And then we have purchase ROAS, return of ad spend. So I'm actually wondering, out of all of these, okay, I'm watching also cost per unique link click, not link clicks. I'm watching also the frequency. Most of the times, unless if you're advertising in a very small country, frequency, it's not high uh, in... Um, in top of funnel campaigns, uh, maybe it's not maybe it is important on retargeting. Then the CPMs is something that I'm watching lately, especially after the introduction of Advantage Plus campaigns, that it shows that they are having much lower uh, CPM. And then we are having the ROAS and the CTR. So the link clicks, the CPMs, the frequency, all of this is just indications in order to understand if your creative is good or whatever. What really matters here is the purchase. And what really bothers me here is that Facebook is always trying since the beginning to actually sell you that you are having engagement, you are having clicks, you are having this, you are having that. But they're not focusing so much in terms of sales and purchases. What do I care about if I have clicks and people are not converting? I don't care about that. So by just having another preset, I feel like they are just introducing things that are going to make you see this data and see the ROAS at the end of the day. Where's the cost per purchase Facebook? Why don't you add cost per purchase over here? Don't you consider cost per purchase in a conversion sales campaign important to include it into your metrics? Why don't you include the number of sales? So these are things that they really bother me. You need all of these metrics in order to understand if a campaign is good or not. Someone can, might, can, can come and say, okay, you can add it on yourself. Well, I'm having even more columns myself. The problem is why do we have a sales preset that is not actually focusing on sales and it's actually focusing on clicks? This is what I don't understand. All of these, except from the return on husband, are actually secondary metrics. The metrics that I should see here is add to cart, initiate checkout. Why initial checkout is important? Initial checkout is important, Facebook, because you are having now up to 72 hours delayed reporting in some countries. And in order for me to be able not to close my ads super fast, I need to see the tendency of the people. So if I see 10 checkouts and zero sales, I'm going to be more flexible with my optimization. I'm not going to close my ads. I'm going to keep it there in case of some sales coming later and actually having good draws at the end of the day instead of closing my ad. Where's the initiate checkout in this preset? And okay, add to cards are not so important unless if uh, we use the example that we said earlier for the countries and you can actually optimize for add to cards. But where is the cost per purchase? Isn't it important to know how much are you spending in order to get a purchase? Isn't it? How many sales did I, did I have? How am I going to calculate that? You don't even put the amount spent there or the budget. What kind of preset is this? Anyway, I just, I just think that showing to people that you are actually doing your job by giving them clicks and stuff, it's nothing. People are more and more... Uh, educated about Facebook ads right now that you cannot just go around and sell engagement or other kind of things because people understand it better. And even if you're going to trick them for one month, you're not going to trick them for the next month uh, and they're going to need to have sales in order to continue paying you. So in my opinion, these cheap tricks with these stupid presets that uh, some are thinking in the Facebook headquarters and most probably are laughing because people are using them, should stop. Then I'm having another print screen over here which actually bothers me. It says, 
in one of the ads I was watching, it, it was saying select more images to improve performance by 5.76%. I'm f***ing curious to see this equation that is actually producing the 5.76. How the f*** do you know? And by the way, I started putting more creatives inside instead of uh, I was having five, I was putting six and seven to see if, uh, if the percentage is going to change. So what is this? Is this an internal research that you have done and you have seen by adding more images that the results are improving by 5.76%? And all of this is happening because of the fact that you are not actually giving actual information about how the algorithm is working. And the only thing that is happening in most of the cases that somebody gave me a case study or whatever, it's one of these case studies for the 500 uh, fortune companies that... When you are having a company like that, even if you uh, advertise with uh, the most stupid creative or even with traffic campaign, you're going to have sales. For example, if you have Coca-Cola and you advertise for Coca-Cola, you're going to have good results. Okay, it doesn't matter what you're doing in terms of strategy or whatever. So that's all that uh, I had uh, about uh, the messages. Uh, one last thing about Facebook representatives since we were mentioning is that um, one of my clients actually talked to me because the Facebook representatives keep sending messages and they say that they want to meet with you. And um, it says, um, let me read it so that I can filter it if it's okay. I also was on a Zoom with a Facebook representative from Meta and uh, they said they're pushing businesses to set, us, to set up shops and advertise that way because um, it will be uh, one of the areas they're pushing. So I'm having videos in YouTube that uh, I'm explaining that after, after spending 1.5 million of credit given from Facebook to some of the companies that I work with, um, Facebook uh, shop ads are not working. And even the sales that we had, because we had 0.4 ROAS, even the sales that we had, they were coming also from the site. Uh, so it wasn't only things uh, and purchases that are happening within the platform uh, and the shop. So what is the shop? The shop is something that you set up within your Facebook page and people can buy inside there. The way of thinking about the shop is actually correct because Facebook said, okay, I'm losing all of this data because of iOS and I cannot track back my sales. So what am I going to do? I'm actually going to set up a shop so that the transaction is going to happen within the platform and I'm going to keep the data. The same thing that is happening within the, with the lead generation forms. So having all of that as an idea and as a concept is correct, but it doesn't work because the Facebook platform was never built in order for the Facebook shops to be there and work like this. Maybe Amazon is built like that, but Facebook wasn't built like that. And you cannot just go and change one platform after something's happening so that it can, so that it's going to work like this. I don't believe that shops will ever work, to be honest with you. And uh, the fact that they are actually having mixed sales from the people that are actually within the shops or the people that uh, they are actually buying uh, from your actual store, uh, it indicates that they actually need all of this data in order for them to be successful. But still, Facebook is pushing the, the concept of shops, even if they're not working. Why? Because they want to have data. They want to optimize their algorithms. They gave us so much money as credit to the companies that I'm working with in order for them to be able to gather data and train the algorithms. And now they're pushing it with Facebook representatives in order for you to go there and do your ads so that they can have data um, uh, with uh, the algorithm and train it more. If this is not the most opportunistic way of seeing your customers, what is it? Because here we are having people that they don't care about your results. They just push to you. And again, the Facebook representatives are not the ones to blame here. The people who are actually coming with the ideas of what the Facebook representatives are going to propose are the ones wrong. And of course, the line <coughs> of... Uh, the education that they are getting uh, from Facebook that uh, the Facebook uh, shops are actually working very well because they don't. And uh, even if I see another case study from another 500 fortune company, it doesn't matter. I can tell you that in normal campaigns and in normal companies, it is not working. So them pushing the concept that you have to use it just in order to get more data, it looks to me uh, like a fraud. And um, they are pushing all of this 
concept of um, shops just because it's it's good for them and uh, the algorithm. So they don't care about. So I think that Facebook should change a little bit also their concept about what what are they going to do? They're going to come back to us anyway. So even if we propose something, okay, we propose it, so what? And the Facebook representatives, when they're proposing something, even when I believe that most of them are believing what they're saying, they have no problems of being fired like I do. For example, if I propose a stupid thing and then I come and my client has 0.4 Osmos, probably he's going to fire me. So the problem here is that there are people that they are proposing things without any consequences. Okay, and when you are doing that, a lot of things can go wrong. Okay, enough with the hate with Facebook. And uh, let's talk a little bit about... I'm going to close this podcast and uh, I will try to post um, some of my experiences. I had Freelancer Diaries in the YouTube channel and I really liked filming uh, Freelancer Diaries, uh, but uh, due to technical difficulties, I'm not going to shoot anymore. Uh, so I'm going to post here some of my experience as a freelancer with uh, people. So. I'm going to read this. Uh, it's a kind of big text, uh, text, so bear with me. Um, there's a guy here saying, I'm looking for someone to hire to help with starting a Shopify store. I'm completely new when it comes to dropshipping and e-commerce, so I would like to find one person that can handle everything instead of having to hire multiple people for different tasks. Ideally, I would like someone that can not only create my shop, but also run it for a few months until I can get the hang of it and I'm able to run it myself. It's not a necessity, but I would also like someone who is knowledgeable at branding and logos as well as social media content and running ads. I have a vision of my shop and uh, what it is that I would like to sell, but I need someone to help me make my vision come to life. Patience is a must because he will be working with someone that has zero knowledge when it comes to the industry. The person that I decide to work with will some will, will be someone that will earn from and uh, put my complete trust in when it comes to starting up my business. So I really need someone that is great with communication and that can keep me updated and include me in everything that's going on. So you're going to be a burden most probably to him. So I can gain the knowledge. I need to be able to run a successful business. To work with, uh, to work will be long term, probably a minimum of two or three months that I would like to continue to have you around, manage the store, so I don't overwhelm myself. <laughs> the hours and pay haven't been decided yet, mainly because I really don't know exactly uh, what's all that will be needed until I'm able to talk to you and figure out a plan. So. I'm being triggered when I'm watching this kind of posts. Basically, you want to hire Elon Musk. This is what you want here, my friend, because whatever you are saying over here is that you want somebody who is going to find an idea, who is going to build it, do the branding and work for you as an employee. Okay. Be innovative enough, know everything, and then teach you how to do it and give it to you. Why someone is going to do this for you and is not going to do it for himself and he can hire you, for instance, or someone else to do the job for the various tasks that are going to be needed. The perception that some of you have that you can just pay a person and become boss and start paying people and uh, then everything is going to work just because you paid one or two people. It's crazy. It's crazy. And the same concept I see. So imagine working with a guy like this on Facebook ads. It would be crazy because he would need from you to find all the solutions while he wouldn't like to do anything. So my, my way of thinking is this. What are you going to do then? If you, are, if you want to have a business and you're not going to do anything for your business with idea, talent, whatever. So Sotiria is just right behind the camera. Okay, let's give an example. Sotiria is super talented on uh, video editing and stuff. Most probably you have seen her work on YouTube. Does this going to take away my talent 
on knowing things about Facebook. No, it's just a good cooperation. So what is happening here? It's a talent to find Sotiria or any Sotiria that is good on video editing. Then you're, you have to be generous with your employees and staff and not being a d And then you need to also bring something to the table. What am I bringing to the table? The fact most probably that I can sit here alone like an idiot and talk for 40 minutes straight about Facebook ads without stopping. Maybe it's a talent or maybe I'm, I'm the guy from, from Split and I'm having a disorder. The other thing is that maybe I'm very good with Facebook ads. Maybe I'm bringing experience something. So I'm bringing something to the equation. On the other hand, what are you going to bring in this equation? You're just going to be over there a burden that you're going to, that this person has to talk to you every day and um, you're going to end up uh, taking a business that is working immediately without even paying anything and just paying someone to be your employee. Do you know what is going to happen, my friend? Somebody is going to promise you all of that. He's going to take your money and nothing is going to happen. Okay. And for all of these people that they are having this perception, and if somebody is listening to this podcast and he doesn't listen of it again, I don't give a Okay, because at the end of the day, for all these people that they just think that they can have uh, a business like this working and someone else is going to do all the job for them and they're going to do nothing, it's completely wrong. And the way that I'm opposed to it is because I'm seeing also this behavior when it comes to Facebook ad, because guess what? The person that is thinking like this, the first platform that is going to touch is going to be the Facebook platform and he will try to find success there. So... The whole concept of having this kind of behavior and thinking like this is completely wrong. I'm seeing it all the time with some people and I'm not working with them eventually, of course. But um, um, having the idea that um, um, the idea is not going to come from you, the solved problem is not, the solved problem, uh, the problem solving is not going to come from you. And the idea that at the start, when you're starting, Nobody from the people that you're going to hire is watching you seriously. Everybody is watching you like a pocket full of money that they will try to take money out of you just because you are trying to fulfill your dream. And maybe you are romantic. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you're trying to do it like this. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that you will find good people working with you. Maybe you are lucky and you will find them immediately. But you will find good people working with you when you know what you're doing, when you have a, an actual vision, when you know... Uh, when you're bringing value to the table and when you are somehow successful. Because even in a new store that it's a startup, the people that are going to work with you, they're just going to see it as a thing like, okay, let's work for, for this uh, company for a month. And uh, if we see that uh, we're getting results, we're going to continue. If not, we're going to stop. And um, at the end of the day, they're going to get paid for their month. But you are not going to be paid for your month if things are not going well as an owner. So you're taking the full responsibility and at the start you're not finding the actual people that are going to give um, their extra energy and everything because they haven't seen a proof of concept. Okay, so maybe Sotiria at the start when she was starting working together, she said, okay, he's a f***ing from Greece. Most probably he knows one or two things about Facebook ads. Do I have anything else to do instead of sitting to my house and just watching Netflix? I'm going to work with him. And if he's going to go well, I'm going to continue with him. It's okay. It's happening with most employees that you're getting. Was it like this, Soteria? Mm, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe... So maybe she was thinking like this, that this is a crazy guy from Greece that he wants to do a YouTube channel and stuff. But then we have seen working and now... I can see Sotiria that uh, uh, she's actually super involved with. She, 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 super, she was since the first day like this. I don't want to say anything about But the more that they see proof of concept, they are feeling secure. They understand that you are also paying them in time and stuff. All of the things that should happen in a business. And then everything is working. The same thing is happening with Facebook ads. When you don't have proof of concept, you're not going to find right people to work with you. When you have some sales, it's a completely different discussion. And this is the reason that a lot of times some of you reach to me and they say that you say that I have this business and stuff and I'm not working with you because I don't see the potential. Because for me, working with a person immediately that I don't see that it has the right mindset, the right branding, the right everything, it's a waste of time. I don't want to work with you for one month and then stop the cooperation.
I want to find businesses that I'm going to work with years, months, whatever. And it's not only about scaling and taking ready accounts, but I'm also taking startup businesses. The last video, we have a video that, uh, that went live uh, yesterday. Uh, 2 of October, 2nd of October. Uh, it's uh, all about having a company which was completely new. I started with them because I could see that they were correct uh, margins, uh, correct uh, items, uh, trending. They were having everything set up in place. So I said that these are serious people. I'm going to go with them. And it worked. Huh. Guess what? It actually worked. Huh? So for me, uh, that's the whole concept. If you want to do a business, it's totally fine. Just don't kid yourself with uh, concepts like it's going to be easy and stuff. Because if it was that easy, everybody would do it. And don't listen to people telling you about dropshipping and stuff, that it's, uh, that it's a super working model. Have I seen dropshippers uh, making money? Of course, there are several. Most of them, they still have the stupid hustler concept in their head because they are being taught by people that they have the same uh, ideas but at the end of the day uh, I can tell you that it's working in some cases but I'm not going to work with any dropshipper or maybe someone along the way is going to change my opinion but most of the times I don't and um, a lot of times these people are listening to people about dropshipping and uh, that they say that it's very easy to do it and so on and so on and they go there they spend some money uh, and then they end up not doing it and they go back to their normal jobs. So that, that, uh, that was all about uh, the concept of uh, being lazy or not having any ideas or not bringing uh, anything to the table that uh, I wanted to bring into this podcast. Uh, how much do we have? 51. One hour? Yeah, almost one hour. Okay, so we have one hour. It's, it's big enough. Um, I will try to make them smaller, but I think that this was the first one. Maybe uh, I haven't talked to you in a in a direct way like this. I'm trying to make them uh, smaller, but uh, that's all I had. Um, be creative and uh, uh, don't forget, guys, that we are having a free course uh, that uh, you can join and you can learn more about uh, Facebook ads in this free course. And uh, we also have my book, uh, which is a very uh, easy free solution and my YouTube channel that you can see uh, all the content. I hope that you like this first uh, podcast. Even if you don't like it, I'm going to continue it anyway, because um, at least now that I'm doing it, I know that I liked it. Uh, so eventually uh, you're going to also like it. Uh, that's all I had. Be creative and be consistent, guys. I will see you next week. This was the Facebook Ads Breaking News Podcast. Like it or not, it is what it is.